Welcome to Compas on the Beat. I am Fernando Ramirez, Charger reporter for Sports Illustrated. With me, as always, is my co-host and tag team partner. We're breaking down Chargers versus Steelers. Gilbert Manzano, what's up, bro? Wow. <laughs> I was not ready for that. What's up, bro? And, like, Fernando, it's weird because usually you're waiting for me to finish my work. Today I had to wait for you. And I'm starting to crash. And I'm like, I want to get this podcast over. Uh, hurry up, Fernando. But... Uh, so I got to refresh my memory because I was kind of checking checking out mentally. But, man, what a wild back-and-forth game that was supposed to be back-and-forth. It was, what, 24-10, to 10, Chargers on third quarter. 27-10. Or 27-10. And then out of nowhere, it's a back-and-forth, uh, kind of a typical Chargers meltdown. But they didn't have a, a full meltdown, and they won 41-37 to 37 for a much-needed win, actually, to beat the Steelers. Yeah, I know Derwin James called it a must-win after the game, and some guys won't give that to you, but Derwin is the first one, and he's the leader of this team, and he said this was a must-win. Like, literally three seconds, looked in my eyes and said this was a must-win. So, hey, if, if the captain's saying that of this team, then it must it was true. You guys shared a moment that was a little weird there, Fernando. Bro, I also shared a moment with Justin Herbert when I interrupted him while he was giving me his answer, and I'm like, oh, and then after I'm like, hey, dude, I'm sorry for interrupting you. He's like, no, bud, don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So just wanted to make sure that I didn't interrupt anybody or, or do any of that. But, uh, yeah, Gilbert, you, you mentioned it. I mean, it was one of those games where you're thinking, oh, same old Chargers, and then Gilbert's on deadline, and I think he had to change his story like seven times over. Uh, so I think on every drive, Gilbert changed the headline of his story. Is that true, Gilbert? A little bit. Like, I actually, I pretty much said the Chargers were going to win. That's where I jinxed them when it was 27 to 10. I even wrote in one part of my story, Chargers dismantle Steelers in, in a pivotal game, and obviously that did not happen. Uh, but then I kind of had a, a little bright idea when uh, Cam Hayward decided to throw a double punch to the gut to Justin Herbert, and that was kind of my lead there because it was crazy, man, because I, I was writing that Justin Herbert frustrated Cam Hayward to, to that point where he, that he wanted to throw some punches at him. And then, like, he didn't get ejected. Five minutes later, Herbert gets frustrated by Cam Hayward because Hayward tipped the ball. Uh, Cameron Sutton. Uh, get, uh, I actually Cam, saw the play. The it hit his helmet. It hit his helmet? It okay, his so helmet. he didn't tip it with his hand? No, no, it was with his helmet. Okay, Just okay. Well, he did his part. You check out his own, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did his part, and yeah, then the chaos ensued right after that. And it was just back and forth. Uh, we didn't even mention it, but that. Uh, Big time throw to Mike Williams, who got free for the game-winning uh, score, was was just a crazy moment. Yeah, I know. Uh, pardon the gong on the back. I don't know what that is, uh, but definitely, um, like Gilbert said, we're still at SoFi Stadium. We're here. We're uh, trying to get home. I'm trying to. Oh, there it is again. Trying to get Gilbert. Uh, trying to get uh, Gilbert to to stay here a little bit. But Gilbert, tonight was one of those things where the whole country got to see Justin Herbert. He put on a show. I mean, besides that interception that it clearly wasn't his fault and Brandon obviously tried to take it off of the uh, off of the statue by saying that wasn't his fault. But besides that interception, I mean, Herbert was on it today. He was really, yeah, he was doing a lot of different things. What impressed me, Gilbert, was something that I think we had been waiting for, him taking off and running with it. He had nine rushes, which take away three of the rushes that he had uh, to kneel the ball. And he had about um, he had about six rushes for fifty for ninety yards, Gilbert. 
I was very impressed with the way he was taking off and running with it in key situations on third downs. I think we need to see more from that from Justin Herbert. He's athletic. He's big. He did that at Oregon. I think that's what's been missing in his game, and maybe he finally found that, Gilbert. Yeah, to kind of summarize what Justin Herbert did tonight, it's very actually historic. Uh, what's the stat? Uh, he is the first player in NFL history to, to throw for at least 350 passing yards and rush for 90 yards in a single game. Nobody's ever done that in the history of the NFL. That kind of summarized how special this Justin Herbert uh, performance was. And, yeah, it was kind of a, an ugly fourth quarter. He had some, some, maybe some bad throws here and there, but for the most part, he uh, carried this team along with Austin Eckler with four touchdowns. Uh, but you're, you're, you mentioned it for now, these timely critical runs were big for these offense, this offense. And he was very aggressive and decisive. And, you know, in the prior games when they lost to the Ravens, Patriots, and Vikings, he was overthinking a lot. And instead of, you know, just taking the ball and running to uh, create plays and kind of get yourself in rhythm, uh, he wasn't doing that. And that, that. Those games, he was kind of trying to force it downfield. Nobody got open, and he kind of just threw everything out of whack. Today, he said, you know what, I'm just going to make a decision right away, run this ball, take it in. And, still, and actually, he was safe, too. He didn't take any big hits. Like, in his no. rookie year, he took a lot of big hits. So... Uh, that was big, and, and, and it kind of got him in rhythm, too. Uh, I think he started the game 14 and 15 passing, so accurate attack downfield, uh, creative plays, and just carried his team on his back. And and that's what you need, especially a guy, you know, showing on primetime that he's, you know, it's weird. People want to say, like, he's regressing or something's wrong with Justin Herbert. And, yeah, he had a, he had a couple bad games, but we've seen Herbert always kind of come back. Like, like two weeks ago, he came back in that Philly game and was sensational, and we forgot about it. But Herbert always has maybe one bad game and it comes back with five in a row or just stellar performances. Yeah, I know, definitely, Gilbert. And, I mean, it was one of those things I wrote about it uh, today, actually, on Sunday, that the Chargers needed to get uh, Mike Williams more involved. Four, uh, they were 4-1 and one when he was involved in the offense, and they've been, I think, 1-3 since he has not been 4-1. and one. Yep, that adds up. Uh, so, it definitely, they needed to get him involved tonight. They did on a big 53-yard touchdown uh, that really sealed the game for them. Uh, uh, very impressive game, like you said. Uh, the Chargers really needed this one to stay close because the Chiefs, like Gilbert's been saying for weeks, that they were going to wake up, they were going to wake up. I still don't think they're completely there yet, but they have uh, put together some some big games as of late. Their defense is playing well. The offense is still they, – they have their moments where they play really well and then they kind of play down, kind of the way the Chargers do it sometimes, a little up and down. Um, but definitely uh, the Chiefs won today. They beat the Cowboys. Now the Chargers and Chiefs are kind of one game separated. Next okay. half a game separated because the Chiefs get their bye week, I think, this week. And then the Chargers play Denver. So if the Chargers are able to beat Denver, it's a, the Chargers retake first place because they are 2-0 and in the division. Oh, they'd be 3-0 and if they beat Denver, Gilbert. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But let's go back to uh, today, Gilbert. I want to give, I think, the defense deserves a lot of credit. I know that we keep on talking about it. They're giving up a lot of yards. They gave up a lot of touchdowns, 37 points tonight. But if you really look at it, there was times where the Chargers offense would give the ball back to the to the Steelers, and they had a short field. Interception, they had a short field. Yeah, that went for a touchdown. But on the blocked, was it? No, the block punt went for a touchdown. The interception went for a, a, a field goal, I believe. Or was it the other way around? No, 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 the fourth down. The fourth down, uh, the one where they give it to Eckler, and they try to sneak it on, or they try to give it to Eckler, they stopped him on fourth down. That one went for a, a, a kick. It wasn't a touchdown, so the Chargers defense were able to hold on at the end. The way they did it in that Cleveland Browns game, the defense showed up. 
two huge sacks, one from Kyler Fackrell, then the other one from Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa actually has three straight games with a sack in each of them. So Joey right now is playing at a very high level. He's up to six and a half right now. Uh, obviously, there's some fans out there. Oh, Joey's not playing well. Joey's not doing this. Joey's not doing that. Hey, when you're getting double and triple teamed uh, and you have six and a half sacks, I'm gonna, uh, you, you deserve a lot of credit. He's doing a lot of good things. What impressed me about Joey tonight, though, Gilbert, was he was dropping back as, a, as, a, uh, as an outside linebacker, and he was making plays. He was making tackles on the tight ends, on the running backs. He did a lot of really good work. But, I, but Gilbert, I, again, I tip my hat to the defense. I really thought they played uh, when the when they really needed to. I thought they played really well. Yeah, so like in the what in the third quarter it was twenty seven to ten. So they were doing a good job yeah. on the Steelers' uh, offense. And yeah, like you mentioned, there were some mistakes here, short fields, and they couldn't really you know hold on that. Uh, but the thing we always talk about Fernando is the rushing defense. They had no Linval jo- Joseph, no Jerry Tillery. Uh, no Christian Covington. Tell people what you saw in your mentions when you when you said no Limbaugh Joseph. Uh, the game is over. Najee's going to go off on them. 400 yards. Yeah. And, and, and Najee Harris had 39 rushing yards, and the Steelers as a team had only like 55 rushing yards. So this is by far, I mean, not by far, that Raiders game here Monday night. They had a good performance there for the rushing defense. But uh, everybody assumed that Najee was going to go off. And, uh, you know, actually Big Ben had, had a nice game. So... Uh, in the passing game, there was more issues there. But I thought this ru- uh, Russian defense was pretty solid. Uh, Derwin James was flying. Uh, you know, but do you notice – my bad. No, do, you no, do you notice why that happens, though? For, for – Why – like, the, you mentioned it right now, the Raiders and the Steelers game. Mm-hmm. What did the Chargers do on offense that made the Steelers and the Raiders maybe not run the ball as much? Isn't he? <laughs> I don't know about the – They got off to a hot start oh, on okay. offense. Yeah, no, that, that definitely does help out when you, when you jump out. And the, the thing, too, because in the other games, uh, the Chargers offense wasn't keeping the ball that long, and it kind of really hurts you, uh, your rushing defense or, or the entire defense overall. So, yeah, when they jumped out to a lead, like we mentioned, 27 to 10, uh, it was funny. Like, we all kind of forgot about Austin Eckler's uh, four touchdowns because of the chaos that happened at the end. So, yeah, so I think the, the Chargers defense had a, had a little – rhythm they had some comfort they're they're flying uh derwin almost had an interception but he had the foot out and he keeps saying i'm gonna get an interception eventually so now that i think about it they have any takeaways today the defense no right i do not believe they had it oh no no no. well the only they had a turnover on downs that one okay, yeah. uh early in the game but other than that uh no turnover that's right that was actually another key yeah. moment they had a, a goal line stand so i think overall it was a solid day for this defense you know i'll give them maybe like a, a b minus because they gave up a couple big plays to uh deontay johnson uh, Chase Claypool and, and Big Ben looked okay for like, what he had to go through for the whole week or the last two weeks actually. So uh, it should have never got out of hand like that for the total points. But overall, it was a good day for the defense. No, and uh, Derwin James shouted out uh, Braden Fayoko, Forrest Merrill, and Andrew Brown. He shouted them uh, all three of them out, and then obviously Brandon Saley corrected me and he said I would also add Joe Gaziano to that. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, that's fine. So uh, he added Joe Gaziano to that. And he felt like the defensive line played really well. And I, I, and I thought so, too. But when you get out to those big leads, that's when you, you're able to do that. That's when teams kind of try and shy away from running the football. And, I mean, it's one of those things where that's what the Chargers need to keep on doing to kind of uh, to get that going a little bit and maybe stay away from the, from the, um, from the run game and, and kind of the thing that kind of hurts them the most. But, um, but Gilbert, it, it's, it's been interesting. Um, 41 points again. The Cleveland Browns and the Chargers scored in the fourth quarter tonight. 41 points were scored again in the fourth quarter. So it was one of those shootout games. 
Um, real quick, Gilbert. I'll give you a stat on that one. In, in that game, they had like a 493 total yards. This game, 533 total yards. Jeez. Even high. They were running. They were going up and down the field. Um, Gilbert, real quick, though. What what do you think, and I'm, I'm going to give it to you, what do you think has been the biggest change? Last year they blew five fourth-quarter leads, uh, double-digit leads. This year I think they've won. F- they've had five come-from-behind wins in the fourth quarter. What do you think is kind of changing? Uh, Justin gave us what he thought was changing. What do you think is changing? It's probably kind of a, a simple answer, but, you know, Brandon Staley said just kind of the feeling of winning games early in the season, like the experience, like, that shootout against the Browns, I'm sure got them ready for this shootout uh, against the Steelers. Like, yeah, they kind of blew the lead, but then, like, okay, we've been here before kind of thing, and that kind of helped out. You know, starting the season in Washington and getting, what, 14 third-down conversions. So, you know, one thing I did notice about this game because you heard Austin Eckler say throughout the week, like, they got to do counter adjustments because teams that have watched five weeks of film of this Joe Lombardi offense, they're, they're making their adjustments, and it was their turn to do the adjustments. And they started the game by, I think, giving Mike Williams three uh, catches for 41 yards. Uh, they got their running game going. They got yards after con- contact, which they weren't doing before that. I think uh, King Allen's the one that told me that they didn't even break a tackle last week. Uh, I think Austin Eckler had a, a lot of broken tackles in that 17-yard reception. I, I forget what quarter. So he had so many. But, oh, that was in the at the beginning of the third quarter. Okay, third Coming quarter. Coming Which, you know, I, I pointed out to you guys that uh, Austin had a touchdown every single quarter. I don't know if it's a unique stat or not, but he had Is two. this compass on the beat or pat myself on the back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of patting myself on the back uh, this week, I feel like. Uh, especially... Not maybe, on fantasy football. Yeah, you could have that, and I am just getting destroyed there by you. But, uh, you know, they made adjustments. That's what you wanted to do for this uh, because people were already throwing Joe Lombardi under the bus. You see, like, these fake burner accounts saying fire Joe Lombardi, and people were just kind of losing their minds. And, yeah, it's still kind of a, a patient offense where you kind of short, uh, set up the short game, and then eventually you get the kind of the deep plays. And, you know, it, it kind of occurred a couple of times. I know he threw a couple of deep passes to Keenan Allen. It wasn't that besides that Mike Williams, actually, think about it, that Mike Williams' bomb counts as a bomb. But uh, it's a lot of it's a very slow, methodical approach that Joe kind of does, and it gets frustrating. But I think uh, Herbert kind of likes it because he's he's an accurate quarterback. He makes these throws, he makes it work. He and was, then you go on long drives. Then you get long drives and kind of get a rhythm. He was just kind of overthinking, and I really think for now it was it was critical those those uh those timely runs really got him in a rhythm. But to kind of answer your question about these these close games like they've lost three one score games but they've won five also and for this Chargers franchise to kind of have a winning record of one score games it's been a minute maybe since 2018 I think you mentioned when they were winning that but to kind of put my finger on it I'm not too sure uh because you know it's been don't break on defense and they kind of have some timely stops there uh and then you have Justin Herbert man that guy wins uh close games and you you rally and I know some of these four quarter comebacks are one point comebacks but what does he have five uh four five five, four quarter comebacks so I think this experience of last year going what they went through of losing all those one score games has really kind of taken over to this uh this year and obviously to start the year Brandon Staley being aggressive on fourth down I think about Fernando they were what on one on fourth downs today so they didn't really have that today but just kind of the taste of winning was the probably the big thing yeah, no, definitely. And, I mean, Gilbert, we talk about today about fans, and there was a lot of terrible towels, but there was one fan that's special to your heart that was out there sitting there watching the game, and that is Dan and Diego. He was a little sad last week, Gilbert. I felt bad for him. You felt bad for him. That's my little brother. I love him. But uh, that it was just interesting to hear him last week. Let's see what Dan and Diego has to say this week after the Chargers win 41-37. to All I have to say tonight is, 
Thank you, Miami. That's probably my second favorite franchise. Did you see the young goat slinging it out there? We got a little nervous with them batted passes in that pick, but that's all right. He pulled through. This is not the same Chargers team, I do not believe. We have a stud at quarterback finally. We have a head coach who's trying to win games. Let's see what happens. I mean, the AFC West is open. The Bills lost. The Titans lost. Why not us? Why not? Why not? If a franchise is as bad as the Eagles can do it, why can't we? Oh, my goodness. It was so great to shut up these Steeler fans in this stadium. And then what happened as soon as we got the ball back and they turned it over? Oh, that's right. They only had one job left to beat traffic. Get the hell out of here. Shout out to uh, Bolt God because I'm sure he was screaming, They quiet! They quiet! Oh, I was so hyped. I met a friend here, Austin Katz. Shout out, Steelers fan, talking trash before the game. Oh, oh, but after the game, he was real quiet. Couldn't hear anything out of his mouth then. Couldn't hear it. Brought the young lad, little Daniel. It was a great day. Great day. Beat a historic franchise, no matter what. That's a solid team, well coached. I'll let the compas get into the X's and O's. But how about that defensive line playing with some fire, getting some sacks, swatting some balls? I don't know what happened. They look pretty good out there. They might have trimmed the fat somewhere, but all I know is we need to keep these same guys out there tonight. They played so well. Big shot at. It's going to be a great Wednesday. Let's go! Gilbert, you heard it from your boy. He's hyped. He's ready. He's energized. Uh, what did you What did you think about what he had to say? I'm surprised he didn't mention that because I picked against the Chargers. That's why they won. I picked the Steelers, and he's probably going to say, yeah, we got to avoid the, the Gilberto jinx or whatever curse, and he didn't mention that. But, you know, to kind of bring that up, you brought up the whole historic, you know, franchise, well-coached uh, Steelers, you know. That's why I picked the Chargers. I mean, sorry, I picked the Steelers because they, they, they struggle against teams that are well-coached. And, and, the, and the Steelers made a furious comeback there. At one point, I thought, like, man, I really chose poorly. Like, the Steelers do not have it today. The Chargers were, like, like I mentioned, dismantling this, this that team because they were down Minka Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt. But obviously, they usually find ways of Mike Tomlin and they made it close. So, yeah, I know the Chargers didn't take care of business, I guess, at the end. To kind of get a win like against a, a team like that, well coached, like like we mentioned, they got you know out coached by Mike Zimmer, John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick. To, to kind of get one against Mike Tomlin, uh, I think will go a long way. So you know that was a good point by uh, Dan Dago. Yeah, you're, and I mean you're gonna face teams like this in the playoffs. You're gonna face a hard nosed franchise, kind of like the Steelers. So hey, if you can get these wins, I, I I believe that the Chargers are now four and two in the AFC, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so that's a pretty good record heading into the critical part of your schedule. They're two and zero in the division. Uh, next weekend they face the the Denver Broncos on sun, on Sunday, and it's going to be interesting because this is the game where you either go up three zero in the division, or it's two one three zero means that you've basically going into that Chiefs game. You're you've won three uh, you've won three games in the division at the end of the season. Maybe that's the difference between. Uh, um, a wild card spot and winning the division, so you never know. But Gilbert, uh, let's hand out some some beers tonight. Who who are you? Who's your pick? Uh, I feel like we probably know already. You know Herbert and Eckler. I'll just take Eckler. I don't know who you're gonna say Fernando, but uh, I think Austin really helped build that 27-10 advantage because he had. I think at the time was it four touchdowns he had. Uh, he was big in rushing. He was big in receiving. Uh, he helped out a lot of fantasy uh, people that have him on their team. So 
uh, to set up the act in the rushing game. Kind of people, you know, didn't give a lot of credit for. I know it helps having Herbert run for 90 yards, but they had maybe about 159 rushing yards, so that really was well balanced. And you know, maybe I, I can even make a case for Keanu because I think Keanu was big early on in that game too. Uh, but to get four touchdowns like that, I think Austin Eckler, uh, you deserved a cold one. Take a, a cold bath. I'm sure he, uh, he's pretty sore after that performance. But uh, that was a big-time performance by him. And he feel, I feel like he's always coming through with at least 100 total yards uh, uh, at the line of scrimmage. And to get four touchdowns and kind of you know put a stamp on it was big. I'll let you have the Justin Herbert one, too, because I'm giving it to three individuals. <laughs> oh, three? Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I know. Get out the 24 pack. I know. Forrest Merrill, Braden Fayoko, and Andrew uh, Brown. I think all three of them. Joe Gaziano? Well, Joe Gaziano, okay, I'll add Joe <laughs> Gaziano on there. Well, he was already on the team, but yeah, I'll add him on there too. Four guys then. I thought that they get, they played well. I thought they were – Braden Fayoko started off the game with a big tackle on Najee, on Najee Harris and, and really kind of set the tone a little bit. So I really do think that all four of those guys deserve a beer. I mean, it really, Gilbert, and you, we even thought it, like – how are they going to stop Najee Harris without Najee Harris? Najee. Najee sorry. Remember the East. Yeah, I know. How are they going to stop Najee Harris without Linval Joseph, without uh, Christian Covington, um, even Jerry Tillery? How are you going to how are you going to be able to slow them down? But uh, but really, it was one of those like it was one of those that really showed you that the Chargers have other players that they can count on other players that they can go to. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, how what? What the Chargers decide to do moving forward, because some of these guys can play. I mean, Braden can play, Forrest can play. I mean, are they going to keep him on the roster when Covington and Jerry Tillery come back, or what's going to happen? But it's interesting. But for right now, they deserve a cold one. So six, we decided six guys deserve a cold one tonight. Even Keenan Allen, 100 yards, so he deserves one. Mike, Mike Williams, there you go. He deserves a cold one. Joey Bosa had that late side. Nah, we're just we're we're getting a little even bit of like even Derwin. Yeah, like always, Derwin's uh, Derwin's that leader back there, but. Really interesting game. Uh, Gilbert, any final thoughts? No, it's just uh, these Chargers love making my life difficult uh, <laughs> with these crazy one-score games. But, hey, it was a fun game to kind of cover after a while. You kind of just sit back and laugh like, okay, here we go. You know, enjoy the ride. And it, was a, it was a good time. It, it kind of gives me practice for crunch time uh, writing. So I liked it. Yeah, I know, definitely. But um, thank you guys so much for listening to this special episode of Compas on the Beat. I know it's late. Might be early for some of you guys that are going to check this out. But uh, but honestly, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Chargers beat, again, the Steelers 41-37. to um, Great game to be a part of. Uh, so this week, we will still be having, I know some of you guys have been asking, we will still have our episode of Compas on the Beat dropping Wednesday. Uh, and obviously, we're going to have some other uh, we're going to have some other uh, other fun stuff available for you guys. But thank you guys. But for right now, Gilbert, you know what? It's time. Vámonos. Ya nos vamos. Uh, pues vámonos because it's really dark and uh, late. Vámonos.